0: welcome to the terror test i'm eric and i'm john and as fans of horror our goal is to weigh the merits of films based on three categories production monster quality and scare factor to decide whether to admit them into our sacred horror canon
1: in this podcast we'll put horror movies to the test to determine what to watch next what's worth revisiting and what to recommend to the uninitiated number two
0: pencils ready and begin So today we're going to be talking about The Witch and It Follows, and we have a guest. It's Matt from Next Door. Say hi, Matt.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Matt's another English teacher uh, that we roped into going to see The Witch with us, and so we're going to start with that one, jump right in. Can we call him one of the uninitiated, like we have in Uh, our tag in the beginning? Sure. Okay. Will I be
2: initiated when you You... undo the ropes? Yep. (laughs)
1: Thank you, sir. Uh, We have a fire in the woods. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Where do I sign? Yeah. Uh, Here's a book. book. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So The Witch, um, as of this recording, it, it just came out. So it's a 2016 release written and directed by Robert Eggers, starring Ralph Ineson as William, Kate Dickey as Catherine. Anya Taylor-Joy as Thomason. So let's begin with production. Production. So we're looking to make sure that
0: it's timeless in the power and effectiveness of its writing, direction, acting, cinematography, special effects, iconography, and portrayal of its
1: subject matter. So the first thing I want to talk about is the language, because it just blew me away. Um, so Robert Eggers is... He, he For this movie, he familiarized himself with... Language of 1600 America, um, Puritan literature. I know he went to a lot of museums to study letters, um, and it feels so authentic, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: I think something that's point, important to point out is that in the beginning, it does say that it, it's a folktale. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's very clear that he studied Book mm-hmm. tales from that era to not only get the language, but just to put the story together. It yeah. was great.
1: And I really love how the actors made the language sound natural. Like you have little kids who are using words like countenance. <laughs> and it's not stilted. And it could be totally stilted and dry and stiff, But they make it work. Yeah, that I mean, talking about production
0: in terms of the acting, um, shoot, man, I like I would call it almost flawless because like the delivery was fantastic. And like you said, it's not stilted. Mm -hmm. um, um, And they're able to convey emotions while they're doing it, especially with the kids. I hate it when kids are too, like, too precocious. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we'll kind of get into that with it follows a little bit. (laughs) Uh, But. Think in this one, it's not that way at all. The kids seem like kids, even though you know, what would you say? How old is the little boy? Like eight. Eight Ten, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he's carrying that huge rifle. <laughs> it, to- it seems perfectly natural, and he's so yeah. awkward carrying it, mm-hmm. and it's just really realistic. I mean, I would say it's hyper realistic, um, not to a fault though. I mean, I
1: just think it's really real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. The the parents, William and Catherine. Just their look is incredible. They look so rugged, mm-hmm. um, like the land has really worn them down. Um,
2: sort of reminiscent, reminiscent of the um, photographs by oh gosh, I'm going to forget her name uh, from the Dust Bowl. Um, the sort of thing, oh, yeah. the Migrant Woman photo, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. mother kind of has that has that look, like years of um, you know
1: childbearing, primation. childbearing <laughs> and primation
2: have. Uh, sort of caused her to just her whole soul to stoop, uh-huh. um, and to just feel like there's a burden on her even even when she's carrying nothing. Yeah,
1: and kudos to Anya Taylor Joy. I mean, she had to carry a big chunk of this movie, and she did so well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, for her age, she did really fantastic. Yeah, one of the things that I like, too, I, I liked the camera work, um, particularly how there would be a lot of slow kind of pans and zooms that sort of gave the forest and some of the creatures within it sort of a a personality that they might not have you know a magnetism mm-hmm. um, that that sort of builds on that sense of of you know mystery behind
1: it yeah. yeah
0: yeah part of that relationship with the landscape and panning into it and it becoming its own character reminded me of like great movies like *The there will be blood right so like when they're going out and surveying how are those like big wide shots and it like become and, and like he's standing really big in the camera like he's gonna conquer it and like suck the life out of it same thing here except in this it kind of like diminishes them like the landscape's going to like destroy them and just suck it out of them so i agree yeah the camera work is pretty amazing special effects what do you guys think i think the witch looked scary and she didn't look she was a monster but it wasn't like i don't know it wasn't like fangs and you know what I mean? Like, it, it was, like, realistic scary the same way. It's like if a woman had been living in the woods performing those, like, mm-hmm. acts of witchcraft for however long, that's what she looked like.
1: Yeah, I thought the special effects were great. I mean, smart choice going with more practical effects. Um, with the exception of the very end, was I was it-
0: so, man, I was so worried at the very end that that – like that, that goat was gonna talk to us. Like oh. we we're gonna see its mouth oh. move or something. Yeah, I thought that was just... brilliant that it didn't even show it. Yeah, just morphed into the guy. Sure. And we just and we don't even see like we know he's the devil, but we don't. There's no face. Yeah. It was artfully done. Um, I just like I was kind of cringing there for a moment. It's like, oh man, is the goat gonna talk to us? <laughs> 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 we're gonna see like an Animal Farm like mouth move <clears throat> kind of thing, and it wasn't. So it was great
2: kind of leverages that like you know what you imagine might be scarier than what they could actually show exactly
0: exactly mm-hmm. and then we just and then we just get to see that actress's like expression and like yeah
1: her interaction with them and it's all about which her. is better anyway it's, than a
0: talking goat yeah
1: it's great and, and doesn't that scene um kind of call back to one of the first shots where she's confess confessing and um both seem kind of Well, the morality of this play, or of this movie, is just so different than what we're used to today. Um, It's really fascinating. And so at the beginning when she's confessing, she's talking about playing on the Sabbath and other things that are really innocent. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) she really has nothing to feel guilty about. Um, And then at the end, you know, part of the temptation is do you want to eat butter? Yeah. Do you yeah. want do you to, want... like, get every temptation,
0: all those things? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's a great contrast. Yeah. yeah.
1: I loved it. Um, yeah, so, like, the religious... Um, uh, the religious aspect to it was was really fascinating.
0: Do, do you think that's why Do you think that's why the father was... Um, well, why they were banished in the first place? We never get a full story on why... He's, he said he's, something he, he about... Just, yeah he disagreed with um, them on whatever issues but do you think he was just being thick headed and stubborn about his belief like was he being too strict for the puritans with his (laughs) belief like you're saying like i don't know i didn't really catch all that
1: i don't know i mean i i saw it i i kind of put him in the cat the same category as the rest of puritan society um to me, I, I got a really strong feminist read from this movie um, as, as, you know, pretty much everybody but Thomason and the witches were kind of part of the patriarchy and the witches and Thomas and eventually Thomason, um, everything they do is in some way a reaction to the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, it's it's evil because it's not part of the patriarch mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
1: well it's yeah it's interesting you point that out too because that's kind of the order in which people die
0: right it's the boys that are taken first mm-hmm. and then they like the the female characters are like uh, kind of blossom and revealed even like the mom there at the end she doesn't have her bonnet on her hair's everywhere yeah. um <clears throat> even thomas and herself
1: mm-hmm. you know well in the sin of uh, each character has their own sin Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the father lies, um, and is stubborn, like prideful. Yeah. And yeah. And prideful. Um, the son is tempted, Mm -hmm. um, and seduced. Um, yeah. And so the children are idle, right? The two,
2: um, the two twins Mm -hmm. are idle. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the mom's sin? I, would you say
0: that she like. Maybe she covets, like maybe she wants, like riches. she wants to go back to she England does, yeah. where, yeah, you're right. you know, they did have more things. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, you know, sentimental about that cup. It's hard to tell. Is like, is she sentimental about the cup because it is a silver cup or is it because um, she, is it the sentimental value? Like attached mm-hmm. to her father, wasn't that what it was? Yeah. Um, is that really why she wanted it or is it because she had a nice thing mm-hmm. and nothing else mm-hmm. she has is nice? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I feel like kind of thinking about this, maybe we can get, have this lead into monster quality. I feel like that's what the witch is, right? Which is the manifestation of their sins. Like, that's why it comes out in the first place is because.
1: well I think, I think, the witch is, I think the witch reveals their sin. I don't hmm. know if she's necessarily a manifestation. Oh something. yeah. Okay. Maybe
2: that's her, her craft. It, that's her it, witchcraft. It, yeah, and I mean, is it just sort of like that eternal temptation that's right outside the gates of, of you, you know self restraint and mm-hmm. self control? Which
0: fits in with the woods, yeah, like yeah. that's what the woods are. So, so let's uh, go around and see if we're going to give it a point for production. I definitely have to give it a point.
1: It's a beautiful movie. It, it's a great movie on its own without any, you know, w- without even looking at it as a horror movie. It's one of the most. It's original just a good movie mm-hmm. and interesting <clears throat> movies yeah. in recent memory.
2: And this is the type of film that easily could come off as campy or hokey and it doesn't at all. It's, it's the performances I think carry the film really, really well. Yeah. I would yeah. give it a point. That, yeah.
0: I, I think this is one of those too, for those who are, like we were saying, the uninitiated um, or maybe not horror fans right away, even though they're graphic disturbing images and we can get into that with scare factor, but Um, I really want my wife to see this movie because I think she would like the drama aspect Mm. of it. I think she would like the acting, um, even though it is
1: scary. Uh, My wife wouldn't like the movie because the dog dies. What about when the goats get slaughtered? (laughs) Yeah.
0: When when the dog dies, that's pretty graphic. Yeah.
1: That's true. Kind of disemboweled (laughs) there in the woods. Yeah, she cannot tolerate
0: cruelty. (laughs) all right so monster quality yep so we're looking to make sure the film's monsters are frightening and clearly relate to archetypal fears and have depth and that's kind of what we were talking about Mm -hmm. um so i agree i think i misspoke it's not she's not the manifestation of it but that is her craft is getting those sins getting that to kind of unravel she kind of incites it don't you think
1: by taking the baby or do you think it was happening before the baby was taken well, I think most of it was happening before the baby was taken. The brother was ogling his, his sister. Yeah. Um, the father uh, sold the cup and lied Oh, that's about right. It. He had already done that. Um, and so, and she had always secretly wanted to go back to England. Like, so that was all there. Mm-hmm. I think Thomason was really the only true innocent one. Um, and so I... Again, I, I read this as as like a very feminist film, um, but even though it is written and directed by by men. Like she, her, like she's becoming a woman, and part of becoming a woman is being objectified, and I think that's represented in her brother. Yeah. Do you think that's why
0: she's also left there at the end because she is the innocent, like? she is the one not taken because she's the one, all of them, like you were saying, the little kids were idle, there's pride in the dad.
1: I I feel like she has kind of embraced her her natural self. And and we see that with her shedding her clothes. Mm -hmm. And the fact that most of the witches we see are also naked. Like, I feel like that creates this kind of like, one with nature like this is our true form or something Mm -hmm. like that and so when we see the pure this puritan family and you know they they try to hide all of that Mm -hmm. um don't you think in the eyes of the puritans though that that would be probably she's the one actually with
0: the greatest sin because she's the one who is as a woman like taking up power I mean, that's what they're afraid of. That's well, what they're and she's down. blamed.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's blamed right for that. Right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's locked in the shed and <laughs> her mom tries to murder her. Yeah. <laughs> so she takes the blame for not having done anything yeah. wrong. Yeah. It's interesting.
0: So clearly it has depth. Like we've reached that with monster quality. What about, I mean, archetypal fears going back to what you were saying, Matt, about the woods? Mm-hmm. I mean, that
1: archetype is there. Yeah. Some temptation. Mm hmm. Uh, man's attempt to tame the wilderness. But you know, the wilderness can't be tamed. It <laughs> can't be tamed. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that's I think there.
0: it's all there. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, the witch, even even if we just separate all the different things we liked about the story and the plot and the characters and the acting, like,
2: the witch character is, I love it. Yeah. I love it. There There were two factors that kind of came in that kind of reminded me of, Stanley Kubrick films one of which was the the witch and sort of the way she's depicted reminded me of one of the um scenes in The Shining when uh Jack goes into the hotel room and he sees the naked woman bathing and then she transforms into this you know kind of hideous uh you know skin falling off Mm -hmm. kind of older woman kind of reminded me of that and then, sort of, the haunting voices, the the sort of choruses that would come up, mm-hmm. sort of reminded me a little bit of like 2001 Space it, Odyssey. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so yeah.
0: reminiscent of that.
2: Like, just this, like, sort of epic or mythic kind of background horror mm-hmm. in the clicking. Like, that, that's
0: something we didn't even talk about with production. Yeah. Like, the soundtrack to this movie is yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. that, it, yeah, that chorus as well as that I don't know how to describe it there was a clicking always with not only her coming out of the woods but like in the background with the music yeah. and they were kind of thinking about or something was going to happen
1: with the witch yeah the witch <clears throat> is is great did, it looked like she was going to castrate that baby
0: i think she did she castrated that baby and then ground it up and rubbed it all over herself yeah
1: and so again <laughs> like that that kind of Adds to my feminist read of it because she, so she castrates one male, she seduces another, yeah. and so she is, yeah, the absolute opposite of of uh-huh. this patriarchal society. Yeah. She's picking it apart. Yeah, that's interesting too. All the males are pretty much killed by her,
2: except for the father. Well, the father, but, but well, can we say that the ghost, the, the witch, or the, the or devil? the
1: yeah, he's. The and he That's kind of skews so in the ridge. Like, like cool. yeah. kind of like,
0: I don't know. I kind of saw that as like a nod to to like the crucifixion a little bit. Like, yeah. like getting
2: stabbed in the side. <clears throat> uh-huh. There's um, kind of a hint too of like, he, he's killed like, uh, and and he's rightfully buried under the, the woods. Like the kids at one point, I think, um, Thomason says at one point, the only thing you're good for is chopping wood. Yeah, Right? And so she sort of verbally castrates him in that way. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then he dies under... Pile of the wood that he was perpetually chopping. Yeah. That he was good for nothing else.
0: Mm. Yeah. And that's kind of like his pride, too. Yeah. The big stack
1: of wood. Well, and of course, the... You well, the, the visual it. symbolism of trees and of wood. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: It's okay. Chop, yeah. It's chopped castrated. So we can read anyway. that on quite a few <laughs> levels. So okay. So we got we have archetypes. So we have depths. It sounds like all of us are given a point for quality. about yeah, sure. Scare factor. So going back to the castration of the young boy, I was I was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, in a good way. I, I don't know. That's why I like horror movies. Is because I like that discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I get disappointed when I don't feel it um there's so many moments like that oh so many not just the graphic images, images but man like even as like when the witch is like sucking the bloody milk out of the goat yeah. there at the end and then she turns like mm-hmm. it didn't feel like you were saying it didn't feel campy
1: at all it was scary yeah. it did but yeah i i just want to like talk about some of those images though oh. because this this film is just so just so incredibly visual, uh, it, you know the the dead chick in the like in the egg, um, the crow pecking at the mother's breasts, like uh, the the rabbit who has like bug eyes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, these these images have like still haunted me since seeing this movie.
0: Yeah, it stays with you. I think this is a movie and. In kind of what we're saying about scare factor is that there's a clear intent has to be successful. And I think we haven't really qualified this, but I think success successful to me means that like you'll keep talking about it, like how it scared you and how it moved mm-hmm. you, how it affected you. I think that's maybe what success means when we say that. Um And I will, I'll be, I'll,
1: I mean, I'll definitely see this movie again um and I'll be talking about it with people for a while. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I know timelessness is in the production, but it, it feels mm-hmm. timeless partly because of the setting, but I can't see this movie getting less scary with age, you know, Mm-mm. like 20 years from now. I think it's going to be just as It'll effective. still work. Yeah. Yeah. hmm Yeah. There's nothing really, I mean, obviously it's a period piece, but
0: like, um, nothing would date it, you know, with the effects or anything like yeah. that. Um do you, this is kind of going back to production, I don't mean to slip, but do, do you think it would have the same effect if the language, um, like wasn't authentic, if it was just modern speak, modern tongue?
1: Um, I don't know. I guess it would have felt more like the crucible, you okay. know, because the crucible, I don't think that. You know it's not as like authentic. the language isn't that yeah that difficult for that it's time. still it's still effective mm-hmm. if i if I had to say something
2: about that I, I think the performances are what make it work, and I think you could probably have used modern language, but it's the you know it's sort of the emoting or the the um not persuasiveness but sort of the effectiveness of the performers I think would make mm-hmm. it work even with different dialogue
1: I, yeah um,
2: but it, it's like one more. One more piece that makes it feel complete.
1: Yeah, it does. And it, it, it makes it feel foreign, foreign mm-hmm. in a way. Like it, you know, because it's so unnatural, um, it, we are further removed from this society. So kind of
0: going to scare factors is
1: something to think about. Um, do we, th-
0: what do you guys think the moral is? If it's a folktale, it's got to it's gotta have a moral.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what do you think the message is? And is that message scary? tried thinking about this since we saw it.
1: In- Again, with my feminist read, it's down with the patriarch. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> and does that scare you? As <laughs> you <laughs> say, as a group of guys. No, no. Um, so I don't. I don't know. What <laughs> but, What do you think? I think that's right too. I think it it does have the positive message about growing and in, growing into your womanhood. Yeah, I, I definitely get that as,
1: as also, a feminist too. I think. You could zoom out a little and say repression in general, repression of natural, yeah, the, just the danger of it. and thoughts, yeah, and and how by by repressing to an extreme degree, um, it can.
0: Yeah, because not with just womanhood that comes up too, but also with grief, right? They're trying to repress grief. Like when yeah. she does lose her son, yeah. they're constantly just like, okay, like be strong, get over it.
2: But And it almost leads to a more extreme like manifestation of the temptations or desires mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the long run.
1: And this, this part actually really creeped me out. When the son wakes up and starts like spouting this monologue about meeting jesus yeah that was creepy that De- yeah. can you imagine like for i mean if you were one of
0: those younger kids it's kind of just like what's weird is is that i feel like that validates everything that the parents were thinking in the first place mm. you know what i mean about like about their belief in it that that they are sinners and that you know what i mean like if that Puritan mm-hmm. mindset kind of gets confirmed
2: at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah, I mean there, that there is a real devil that they must yeah. you know, hide from, as opposed to ba- sort of balancing or right. acknowledging both the both the good and the evil is within themselves. They they have to shun the evil at all costs. But mm-hmm.
0: interesting. Yeah, I think. So i like we're going to give point. it a point. Yeah,
1: it's de- I, did, I didn't have a doubt. <laughs> this, this is <laughs> definitely canon. in the canon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, it's top. I mean, some of these archetypes and things we talked about, like with Blair Witch, but I feel like this just has it all, has yeah. everything um, that we're looking for. So, sweet. It's in the canon. Next, we're going to talk about It Follows.
1: Yes, this was released in 2015, written and directed by David Robert Mitchell, uh, music by Disaster Peace. Uh, Micah Mo- Monroe plays Jay. Keir Gilchrist plays Paul. And let's talk about production.
0: Okay. So production for it. I mean, I want to start because, like, so after I borrowed this movie from John, I came back and I said I hated it. Um, <laughs> but there, we'll get to that part. But I think production-wise it's one of those movies that does need a second watch. So I did watch it again mm-hmm. with the commentary and production is great. So like, what did you guys think of the camera work? It's another one of those, like the witch where it does have slow panning movements. There's that circular aspect.
1: Yeah. I, I love the panning around and I love when the camera follows the characters because that's, it represents what the monsters the camera, do. Like. It follows. It's, yeah. You know, the, the, the characters are always being chased Um, and so I, I think it's very smart camera work
0: and kind of going with the camera work.
1: There's that idea of the voyeur of the, of the girl, Mm -hmm.
0: those different points. And like, when I watched the second time, I noticed that, that there were more people looking at her, not just those little kids. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. the little kid shows up like looking, um, at her in the pool. Um, but I feel like she gets looked at throughout as well. You know what I mean by like, so in class, like when she gets up and leaves, yeah, like looks people her, are just yeah. lo- looking at her. Um, it, since she comes into like her womanhood, mm-hmm. that's when that starts. Um, something I notice in production the second time, more often, is that the the colors that are repeated. So there's yellow; there, the color yellow is in just about every single shot, um, along with red, green, and blue, mm. is throughout. So everything that's associated with the um, I can't remember the
1: character's name. Who's the guy who she does sleep with in the beginning? Uh, her boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hugh. Yeah. Although he <clears throat> was later revealed his name is Jeff.
0: Most most things with him and then the other guy with the longer hair, Greg. Greg, um, are blue in there? His car is blue. They're mm-hmm. wearing blue. There's like a blue hue when they're in the car. Okay. Um, which I think I took to represent sort of like the masculinity, like the male force in it. Um, the red, um, a lot of times, is with um, kind of switches, but it does go with the other guy who's friends, like among
2: Paul. the girls.
0: Yeah. Paul. Paul. Yeah. Um, and then there's green, who is the younger sister. She's the younger with the glasses.
1: Kelly? Yeah. Uh, Do you feel like she's Yara, Yara has the glasses. Yara has a glasses. And, and glasses. she's a friend. Okay. She's Kelly a friend. is her sister.
0: So Yara is the one who has the green the most. Okay. And I felt like that was, like, kind of the newness, right? She kind of stays like a little girl, even though she gets ogled by. Um, uh, I mix up all the names. Greg? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think there's a scene where. So just those colors, to me, really stood out. And I feel like that yellow is going to represent, because it's in every shot, it is representing, like, her, like, fading, like, youth
1: yeah, and also with the colors, it, it also creates a sense of timelessness to it because of the style of the cars and the clothes. The time frame in this is supposed to be very ambiguous, mm-hmm. I believe. And that's a
0: word that gets used a lot in the commentary.
1: Is that It, it it's is. It's ambiguous.
0: I don't know if I like that it's ambiguous in the time with it. Because like what threw me off and what I didn't like about it the first time is that the fact she is reading on that little compact
1: yeah which just
0: throws it off because all the TVs are outdated the Uh cars are outdated but yeah Yeah, the house she's got this she's got this little palm reader thing yeah there aren't
2: glasses that are sort of held back held you know returned from the Mm eighties that threw me
0: off I don't I don't know that I like that that's ambiguous I get the read on it that oh it's ambiguous like creature like the monster but i don't know if i buy into that
1: um i i like it because it's it's more universal i i I think it it captures a wider um audience um for like this looking a lot like their childhood so it can look like for Mm -hmm. a, a teenager today they will pick up on like the cell phone at the beginning and the clamshell reader. Um, But it worked for me because, you know, the TVs looked like TVs that we had or um, just, you know, the, uh, just those quiet moments of contemplation. I, that I loved, that that were like really timeless. Um, like when she drowns a bug on her arm in the pool, mm-hmm. or when she's like just picking grass and putting it on her knee.
2: Like yeah, these are just like
1: really small little moments. Mm-hmm. Um, or or she's um, in the car and she's just like kind of looking down um, at like flowers and she's kind of looking at her hand in contrast. Like these are just like really small moments that I think everybody has experienced. In some way or another, and and so it, it makes it really universal.
0: Mm. I mean, I like. I think it's a gorgeous looking movie. Like for the production, it's just the first time that I watched it. That just really threw me off. Like, why couldn't she be reading a book?
1: Yeah, right. Because like, like be no. Too. Yeah, there's yeah. no. Yeah,
2: it just it just but threw me off. It's a little thing. Yeah, but all the like all the electrics in that pool room that they go to in the end, like every single piece of. I mean virtually every single one is is incredibly outdated by like decades. I mean there's an electric typewriter, you know, yeah. these old lamps. And granted, you know, okay, maybe all they could find were or that they in dilapidated could, yeah. Detroit. Yeah, yeah um, dilapidated Detroit were all these were they in Chicago? I feel like they were in No, no it was Detroit. Mile. It was Detroit. Yeah, cuz they mentioned 8 mile. But, you know, they could get all these dilapidated electrical um mm-hmm. you know, sort of really outdated pieces of like electronics.
1: Um Another thing that I think adds to the sort of timelessness is the music, um, yeah, I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is just so amazing. It's the first time I've ever bought a film soundtrack because i I just love the scent by disaster piece. Mm-hmm. It's just
0: in the commentary it talks about reminding him of like uh like the soundtrack from phantasm mm. um which. I don't know if I'd put it, like, with that, but and that just got me thinking, like, we should do Phantasm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Love, love that movie. Um, but going back to the, I mean, production, I, I think I definitely have to give it a point. The only other qualm I think with that would have to be with the plot. Um, so going back to that pool scene, I just think it's totally unnecessary. Why? Well, it kills the scare factor for me, which we can get to. But right. I... I just don't, and maybe you guys can enlighten me. I just don't understand why it's there. Like why, if it's about them coming into a, adulthood and they like have a retaining, they're retaining their youth. So they're silly enough to come up with that plan, but they're precocious enough to like never really encounter their parents or adults. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't fit for me.
2: And one thing that I, uh, that I think I remember from the film wasn't um, Paul saying to her before the friend Paul say something about Do you remember the first place we kissed the pool Yeah something like that Was that why they chose
1: that pool? I don't. Um, well, isn't it right after that scene that he comes up with that idea? No, actually, it's later. It's later, but okay. I, I'm pretty sure Paul's the one that comes up with the idea of going to yeah. that place, of going yeah. to the place, yeah. yeah.
0: Which I guess that would make sense for his character, right? Because yeah. he hasn't hasn't done the deed yet, mm-hmm. right?
1: Um, I yeah, I, I agree with what the critic had to say in the commentary that it is very like Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. like naive to think that this plan would. But work, he praised it for being it that does way. Doesn't yeah. yeah. Um, I also I think it creates a cool image of this pool with like all these. Little electronics around it. I also think that what makes it effective for me is that the the it the creature takes the form of her father, and um, and so we get like her father throwing things at her, yeah, from the pool and like grabbing onto her from the bottom. Um, you get the cool image of all the blood in the pool. Yeah, I think um, it, the look of it is great.
0: I just it doesn't like plot wise. If we're thinking about the writing, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why they go there. I don't know why what, they rile up the electric things. Like what? There needs makes to them be think a climax.
1: There needs to be some kind of confrontation where they try to kill it or do something about it. Why did they have to do that? What, <laughs> like, yeah. what should they have done? I don't and, know. They found out that they could shoot it, I
2: guess. So, but shooting it didn't kill it. Like she shot, yeah. oh, she shot it in the head on the beach. Yeah, and there's no got back up. Yeah. Why? What led them to think that electricity is going to do it? And then they choose things cool. that aren't going to have a high enough current
0: to do anything in that pool. Sure. Yeah. Like, and again, I, I think that's
1: like it. naivete. Yeah. Like yeah. I, yeah. Sure. Um, well, and, and that creates the ambiguous ending because did they really kill it or mm-hmm. are they still being followed? But don't
0: by? you think you still ha- you still have that ambiguity? If you cut out the pool scene entirely, they they have sex because uh, he wants to protect her. And then he goes to the prostitute and then they just don't know if it's coming back. Like ambiguity is <sighs> still there. It makes a little bit more sense for the characters. I guess... I don't, would the climax be the sex with the prostitute
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know, so I, I, don't know that, right I
0: don't know what the solution is it's just a problem in in terms of scare factor but production i i want to give were, it a point point. and there it were a couple cute. of other
2: like you know I, I feel like there were a couple of other loose factors in it i mean it was really a beautiful film to watch but uh you know the um the friend gets shot in the pool yeah. like in the pool room and that's more or less like forgotten about
1: from that point forward
2: yeah they yeah they go to the hospital uh, you see her in the hospital yeah
0: and that's the other thing too it's like why hadn't they learned by that point because already when they got the gun and they were shooting they already realized oh wait i'm it's like i'm shooting at thin air and he, they yeah. almost get shot a couple of times anyway yeah so why did they think
1: yeah i mean dumb i guess i mean i, I was surprised when I first saw it and it happened because you're not you're not looking off in the distance. You're looking at where it should be. And so I think it creates a little shocking moment. Um, I mean, she's only shot in a leg, but at first you don't know that. Right. Um, One one other thing that I want to ask Matt's specifically is, is when she's in the classroom did you pick up on what poem she was reading? i
2: absolutely did <laughs> yeah. so there are two literary illusions in this film yeah. the first one is on the little compact uh they're reading the idiot she's reading the idiot yeah. uh, which i i the only one i know is by Dostoevsky. i haven't read it but and then of course in the classroom they're uh-huh. reading uh the love song of J. for proofrock yeah are they really by i didn't Elliot. even pick that yep. up absolutely yeah yeah, yeah, that so, was that was fun. So is I going to know... explain that. No, <laughs> so I want to ask:
1: What do you think, as someone who's read the poem? What do you think that adds to this?
2: You know, the only thing I can really think of uh, at this point is sort of the sense of alienation. Um, I should have been—I'm going to misquote this, but like I should have been a crab scuttling uh-huh. across the floors of silent seas.
1: Yeah, and
2: you know this sort of like. Um, Sort of being removed, being detached, being isolated and alienated from those around you
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, that, that's kind of the only connection that I think I can make it, at this point with that
1: to build off that because i I agree um with that I also um, the professor goes on to read the part that says, "I have seen the moment of my greatness flicker, and in short, I was afraid, yeah, and so. There's, um, you know, this this is her life or death moment, um, and also I I kind of rewound it once I realized what she was reading and like oh man now I'm gonna like do like uh, like a literal like what's happening on the screen does it equate mm-hmm. to the poem and when the professor says I am Lazarus come back from the dead that's when we see. The old woman walking to her and so i feel like that is sort of uh, the biggest clue we get as to like what this thing is um it's because we don't know and it's it's meant to be ambiguous and i'm fine with that but like that connection to like rising from the dead something that will like never die is really effective. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I mean, going into those tropes of like, this, I guess
0: we could call it this, the stalker mm-hmm. trope, right? Like that we see with like Jason
1: or Michael, Michael Myers. Myers or whatever. Um, I, they, it has all this, but I think it like it's tasteful. Yeah. With those. All right. Well, I feel so, like we want to talk about monster quality yeah. now, so because exactly. that's yeah. So let's uh, talk about or so, give. Production I, I'm giving a, it point. a point for production. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So monster quality.
0: Monster quality. So we need to make sure that it has depth and <clears throat> relates to archetypal fears which is kind of what we're getting to
1: yes. with Stronger, that
0: yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. so what do you think what do you feel like the archetypes are and i think we should also talk about two symbols associated with it because like the symbolism symbolism in this
1: movie is like just bound like yeah it's really heavy yeah um, but it's not
0: heavy handed i don't feel like no it. oh no yeah. no no
1: and, and it's something that I missed a lot of it the first time I saw it. Me too, um, especially with the forms that the creature takes. Um, there's one scene where uh, the creature is resembles a woman who uh, is like urinating herself, and she's like um, half dressed, and it looks like she's been raped um, or assaulted, which is how uh, Jay looked. A few scenes earlier um, there, when the creature kills Greg, it is in the shape of his mother, which Mm -hmm. is so messed up because the demon like has sex with you to death. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) so taking the shape. Yeah, Yeah. that's like a really disturbing moment. Um, Like I said, at the pool, it takes the shape of her father. Um, I think it also takes the shape of her grandparents,
0: and that's what the second time watching the commentary is. It is it her grandfather who's standing on the roof when yeah. they
1: leave? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, because there, it you know, there's a shot of her and her grandparents, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I think that's you know meant to give us the image, and then we see them. right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Each time that the that it takes a form we kind of
0: get um some setup to it like we know what's coming next like before um before it becomes yara right uh Uh, when they're on the beach yeah right we're wondering where yara is and then we think it's yara but then we see her float up on by or whatever yeah um so yeah i think there's setup for each one like that i think the poem like you're saying with the lazarus that also Mm -hmm. like we get the old person so i think the forms that it takes has depth to yeah. meet our requirements. And for that
2: reason, can we say that like perhaps one of the factors with all of these is sort of like one of the fears that it taps into is the sense of the idea that of society's judgment at having sort of crossed this threshold and and gone from innocence to corruption or you know purity to impurity mm-hmm. uh, from youth to adulthood. Right, that this sort of like that you have now sort of crossed this this boundary.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: that would also everyone's after yeah. you, looking at you
0: differently. I like that. So like, cross the boundary, and literally, they see the world differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. she's able to now see it, um,
1: and be able to confront it, and her outlook has mm-hmm. changed. Yeah, yeah. And one sucky thing about being an adult is like trust you know like who can you trust when you're a child every adult is trustworthy um but you know better when you're older Mm -hmm. and so um you know you you always kind of have to look out for yourself Um, you can't just leave yourself vulnerable
0: yeah i don't think so talking about some of the archetypes with it I don't know, maybe we should talk about symbols. Like, <clears throat> what do you feel like it
1: is? Is it symbolized? So we talked On about. On the most surface level, it's an STD. Well, that's what call it.
0: STG. It's a sexually transmitted ghost. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, what it, What else can we say that it is?
1: Um. Well, as we were talking, like, the uh, transition to adulthood. hmm my um kind my first on you.
2: <laughs> yeah my, my first thought on it was that it it, it it could very simply be death that you've you've sort of lost your innocence and in the sense that life is never ending mm-hmm. and that now like knowledge of death
0: is yeah, yeah, you, said, you, you, live you live with knowledge crossed that threshold now you can see it yeah right man i feel like after i turn 30 that's what <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can actually see the end now yeah, yeah. So I think, I mean, we've met our two requirements. Obviously, if we're able to talk about it this long, um, then it, it is archetypal. and it has yeah. depth. I, I'm going to give it a point. I am as well. Okay. Sure. All right. So Scare Factor. Here it is. So is this scary? It's a beautiful-looking movie. Um, production, we've decided, is great. The monster we like. Are you scared? I, did, it, did it mean to be scary, and was it successful
1: from beginning to end? I think it's definitely why. meant to be scary. You can agree on that.
2: Yeah, so was I think even it just with the soundtrack. Yeah. I, I think some of its scariest moments were when you're waiting for the monster to arrive. And when you see the monster, like, I think when I could see the monster coming towards her, I was less concerned. Uh, I don't know. why. Maybe it just didn't intimidate me enough. But the moments when, like, she is sitting somewhere like in a park, and you're like, you know you know it's coming for her. Mm-hmm. But the question is when and how will it reveal it was, itself? It was those, those moments, are... though, like the pool
0: scene that made it not scary because you're going to go sit on the beach. You're going to go to a park when something's following you.
1: Well, where are you going to go? I don't
0: know. Go to a – I guess maybe it's more dangerous to be in a populated place because you don't know yeah. who it is. I don't know. It's also the
2: middle of the night.
0: No, stay so in my car <laughs> Would, and keep driving. Like I'm not going to go sit in
2: a park in the dark. I mean, you like, could you could get on the train it. and or something. You know, you can you could get on something that doesn't stop or hop or on a plane. Yeah,
1: <laughs> what? And, I, I saw that the director answered this question that it can't get on planes. It can't. Yeah. Oh, it can't. There, there is a part where uh, uh, Jeff says that it's very intelligent. It's going to follow you no matter what. Yeah, and I, I think that idea. Is a very scary idea. This yeah. unstoppable thing sure. that will not stop until it kills you. And I feel like we have talked about this before. in, in another movie that we um, watched, this this just like unstoppable force. Was it with uh, Was it with Friday the Thirteenth? Maybe Jason. with Jason. Yeah, yeah. And why he's affected. Yeah, you can't kill it like as as yeah. a monster. It's Almost like as, yeah, like
2: zombie. You know, mm-hmm. something that simply keeps coming no matter what.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and I think, I guess going along with those moments in terms of scare factor, a lot of the images are scary. So that first image where the girls just, like, snapped in half and everything and all bloody, like, in the very, very beginning, that's scary. What I did like about the scares is that the, the jump scares were, like tastefully done and not overdone this would be an easy movie for something that's creep and like creeping on you and stalking you is going to be a jump scare behind a door and stuff like that it doesn't do that no
1: instead it's like the friend walks through the door and then this really tall dude walks through a door yeah he doesn't jump (laughs) at you he's just (laughs) like yeah
2: and his size alone (laughs) it was great yeah
0: but again that's that's me liking the monster i don't know
1: so that wasn't scary I like mean that he, moment he was, was scary. He but was one of the scarier forms. That I agree. It took. He was, yeah. Boy, um, you, know you don't
2: think Grandpa on the roof? No, no. I, I was scary. gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say
1: it's the tall dude, and then it's like everyone else who's like naked, because yeah. just like a naked person, just like slowly walking to you, that would freak you That's out. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it is, and, and then it goes into the whole like you know sex is scary and that kind of thing. But it's True. just like
2: that would freak you out. Yeah. So is the movie more creepy than scary? That's the thing. And I, like when I finished watching it, I didn't feel like I had been sufficiently frightened. You didn't want to turn on all the lights and... No. And I, I have to say my fiance wasn't, didn't watch the beginning with me, but I had like 30 minutes left. So uh-huh. we watched it together and she doesn't like scary movies and she didn't respond to it at all.
0: Kristen said the same really. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, and I'm supposed to say, since we're kind of talking about significant others, yeah, Supposed to say that Kristen adamantly hates this movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. She thinks it's dumb. <laughs> she watched it even the second point time with the commentary. Yeah. It,
1: it, it her.
0: But I mean, like, does she just think the monster silly or what? She thinks the monster silly and it wasn't scary. And like me, going back to this pool scene with the scare factor, I was like creeped out and kind of in love with it up till that point where that scene is so laughable and dumb. Like, I don't mean that the, like, shooting of it was dumb, because I agree, yeah. imi- like, mm-hmm. image-wise, it looks really good. It's very symbolic, but uh, just the stupidity of the kids yeah. um, just kind of makes it laughable and ruins the scare for me, like, right there near the end of the movie.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I – if it doesn't scare your wives, then, like, that's <laughs> kind of, you know, not yeah. – it, it's not doing its job. Yeah. I mean, my, my wife refuses to watch it, so, yeah. like – can't speak for her. Um, I, I'm going to give it a point, but I understand Fito. Yeah, I, this is where I have to. I have to say I can't give
0: it a point because it's beautiful. Of a, I, I don't want to diminish like, um, like we were talking about with the soundtrack and the monster yeah. quality and and all of those features. Um, but for scare factor, I think it's a good movie, mm-hmm. but it didn't scare. It didn't scare me like The Witch. Yeah, I, w- I didn't have that gut wrenching startle.
2: That's
1: fine. What about oh, yeah.
2: I it it didn't scare me enough. It creeped okay. me out. There were some images that that lingered, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I
0: don't but maybe I good. I will say though it is an image, or an image. It is a movie worth rewatching.
1: Um, yes, it, it, it rewards, became more
0: interesting the second time that it I watched definitely it. Definitely
1: rewards the repeat viewer, mm-hmm. which, which I love because so many horror movies really. Try to just reach the lowest common denominator. Um, this movie doesn't think you're stupid. Right. And I really respect that. Yes, I, I definitely agree. It
0: is not only like a horror fan fan's movie in uh-huh. that respect, as it kind of respects the genre, I feel like. Yeah. Lots of, as, as the commentary puts it, lots of homages, mm-hmm. right? Um, actually, can we talk about that for a second? So with the homages, right, there's like a fine line between um, that and just unoriginality. Yeah. I think this movie does have an original um, portrayal and depiction of this type of movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Be- because of the in- in the ambiguous ending and creature and things like that. Even though there are
1: tropes, I yeah. feel like it's an original depiction of it. I agree yeah. with that. I, I really liked... Um, the comparison to Friday the thir- or not Friday the 13th but sorry How Nightmare on Elm Street oh no, okay because it, it's the world of like the kids, the kids and the parents you know are mostly on scene
0: yeah they're it's whole like Charlie Brown stuff yeah. like that you don't get a clear picture of like the mom
1: yeah um, or you see the back and of her just, head and you just you just know that something has happened um in a few shots like in one shot um we see like inside her bedroom and there's a wine bottle um when the police are over at the house and we're seeing it from Greg's point of view, um, he, he tells his mom or his girlfriend, it's kind of hard to tell who he's talking to. He says that family's a mess. Mm -hmm. And so like, we get the sense that like something traumatic has happened, either like the father has left the family or the father has died. Um, and, and and so it, it, you know, in the pool scene, when it is the father, I, I think that makes it. I think that's why I like the pool scene. Because of that, I just it could have been something else for
0: yeah. me. But all right, well, it sounds like we do have it in the honorable mention. Yes, good so, deal. So we have something in the can. This is productive. yes, to the list. With this, um, so uh, thanks, Matt, for being here. Sure. Yeah, thanks, thanks for inviting me,
2: guys. Thanks for roping me into this. Now, please untie me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, so next week we're going to be looking at stories that feature creepy children and the unreliable mother figures who love them. We're going to (laughs) be reading uh, The Turn of the Screw by Henry James, horror classic, and watching the adaptation The Innocents. And we're also going to be watching the more recent Goodnight Mommy
0: uh, check us out at unoyasolstice.com, dot com. Also, check out the Outrider pad, uh, podcast for interviews with aspiring authors and writers. And we'll see you in two weeks. Pencils
1: down, the terror test has ended.